0: voice in the thunder. I am, I am, I am, I am filled up...
1: Listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyAtio.fm has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it.
0: All We are the voice in the thunder. We 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 are, we are, we are, we are filled up with such joyous wonder. You've seen too much frightful plunder, too many things blown asunder, sick of the over and under. We hear your voice in the thunder. We are, we are, we are, we are. We are are the voice in the thunder. We are, we are, we are, we are filled up with such joyous wonder.
1: So hey, Jesse. Uh huh. I'm hearing what you're doing. I'm hearing you've taken it to eleven. You've taken this higher. You've taken what you do higher. I can feel that now. Why don't you do another? And then I want to bring do another. Then I want to bring everybody back, uh, back around, and we'll have like a jam and uh, follow with the jam. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, okay, good. Give we'll us another one, okay. a solo, and then you'll do one. But p- folks can come, come up and add whatever they want to add to it. So,
0: so uh, in, in other words, uh, this w- this one uh, solo, and then uh, we'll we'll wing something.
1: And then we'll wing something, okay. but we'll be following you. Okay, here we'll we go. We'll be following you. So think of something that you can do I that I can bring a lot of people. I,
0: ha- I have something else. Okay, I have something. Even if it's just singing, uh, the 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 next piece would be like uh, possible for that. Perfect. So here we go. This is called. Worshipping the Dollar.
2: The Winsley Girls, Boys Girls Club, Club Mission Club, Club opened in 1928,
0: helping, helping raise, raise the, the youth of, of our, our community, community with... Farts.
3: Community cleanup!
4: All right. Technical technological
5: skills, skills. <laughs> and every, every
6: meal. meal. They're brand They're new.
0: Fosters creativity. Visit them at bgcsf.org for more details or to donate.
7: Tuned to Labor and Love on Mutiny Radio.
8: Social Justice
7: Radio for the Bay and Beyond was the love part of the show. The late great Jenny Rivera.
8: See
6: I read a magazine, something nasty crossed my eye. The earth that fed me in California was turning cracked and dry. New Zealand ferns are always green, it rains more there than it should. I looked to the cloud that was raining on me and said, Go, you can do some good. Clouds stop crying and wasting time and fly across the sky. Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain Spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die Met a guy from San Francisco In a railway ticket line He said the Grateful Dead was alive and well But the weather wasn't so fine Nobody had a garden Nothing lived but weeds The earth looked like some kind of feverish person who'd caught a strange disease. He said the reservoirs are empty, cattle dying too. Every tongue is reaching out to sip the morning dew. And they say the fields and valleys are turning green to brown. That the farmers walk a dry and dusty mile in every farm in town. Clouds stop crying and wasting time and fly across the sky. And spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California. I don't want to see her die. I stared up to the diamond stars one cashmere night black velvet sky and a raging river was no other sound or sight the big dipper hung up above the river and i felt that it was a shame all this water here in california dry i said to the dipper by name reach down and kiss that raging river and fly across the sky spread a lot of rain sweet rain spread a lot of rain on california don't wanna see her die. People and the animals like to gather where water flows. A beer, some tea, or a water hole. It's there where something grows. And remember the music: water makes the rainy pool and the circle dance. The thunder of the ocean and the waterfall, the laughing creek that feeds the plants. Now, the fields are green again, beauty has returned. Tragedies continue to show what we still got to learn. Can't waste away the ocean, water, air, or land. If we upset this sacred ground, we won't have any place to stand. So reach down and kiss the raging river and fly across the sky. Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain Spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain Spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die
7: Brother Charlie Morgan was that last one, of course, A song you hear a lot if you listen to this show at all. And the show is Labor and Love. This is The Bee. And I'm calling out to you on a Saturday morning. Remember, please. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. That's how it works. Every time somebody invests money and the money increases in value, that's the value of someone's work that has been taken from them. Second, if you don't have a seat at the negotiating table, you're probably on the menu. People are sitting down discussing you and your future as a worker. So there better be somebody there at that table who's speaking with your voice and the voice of your colleagues. Third, never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. It's such a fundamental question. Please, please make sure you agree on that. It's extends into almost everything you do in your life. That decision about labor, are you for the labor, the working person, or are you for the boss? You know, who do you put yourself in, whose place? Remember, every day is Labor Day, and uh, when I say labor, I mean you. So we had, to to kick off the show, we had Jenny Rivera who died in a plane crash a couple years ago. Very highly regarded singer on both sides of the, of the quote unquote border between us. Between American working people and Mexican working people. That's, that's what the barrier is. Anyway, Jenny Rivera. Doing a beautiful version of Freddie Fender's, I'll be there before the next teardrop falls. And then Charlie Morgan with his California. And we are in the middle of a drought. That has not changed. Today, July 30th, celebrating a momentous event in California labor history. Or labor history period. That is the 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 signing of contracts, contract big wine and grape and lettuce contractors signing historic farm labor agreements 1970. And here we have Cesar himself explaining boycotts.
9: Well, I'm going to something, talk about something very American, and you may not accept it. My experience, voting doesn't really help the poor people. The people who really need help in our poor people. Out from, the, from their vote. Now I'm not saying they shouldn't vote. I should vote. Mm-hmm. But look at it. Really look at it. Most things that are down through the legislatures are concerned about the vast majority of people which happen to the middle class and higher. Oh, there's a lot of talk, but really solutions don't come there. And we learn that we continue to vote and get people to vote, but really, really, there's another place we can vote and be extremely successful in, this in: the marketplace. You see, one of the great issues in our country is that the Americans, the American public, you and I included, we want things fast. We want things to happen without too much work. That's why isn't coffee is so popular? And it doesn't work that way. In real life, it doesn't work that way.
6: Meaningful change
9: takes a lot of struggle, a lot of time, a lot of dedication. That's what happens. Look at the struggle that really mean, have really done something in this, in this world. Look how long it takes them. It doesn't happen, by especially through reality. It doesn't happen. It happens when people get out there, roll up their sleeves, and actually get the work done. And so we say, why go to the politicians? Why not not go directly and go to the marketplace where you can put direct pressure on those corporations, they can find a solution for you. We recommend that. That We we live long enough to know that it works. You see, we hear that, the old cliché that Politics makes strange bedfellows. Boycotts make stranger bedfellows still. Because we live in a very capitalistic society, because of that, the boycotts are even better to work. It's easier to work here. We start boycotting cutting grapes. The brokers are constantly trying to get the growers to let them buy the grapes on consignment, ship it to me when they get to Boston, to New York, I'll pay you the boring rate, and I'll pay you 60 or 90 days later. And the growers say, no, nah, I want it for be pay me. If I ship you a car lot, pay me right now. And that argument is going all the time. The brokers don't really want us. They don't like us. But when we start boycotting, they're very quick to use the boycott is they leverage against the growers to get the growers to sell them the grapes and consignment because they'll make more money. And when that happens, the growers have lost something, and that's happening already because of a boycott. Within a grower's offices, when they get a call from, from a buyer in New York, and he tells the grower, oh, I cannot, I can't buy you grapes, I can't pay a penny from they won't sell. These farm workers are picketing everywhere in New York. They've got thousands of pickets. We had about 40 pickets to tell the grower, we can't buy the grapes. That's how it works. Because at the other end, the supermarkets want to get the grapes as cheap as they can to sell them. The brokers do too. And we don't mind at that point that they get them as cheap as they can because they'll help us. Yeah. And you see also, the consumers buy fruits in this order. Bananas first apples second, oranges third, and grapes fourth. And they're all interrelated. Look at what happens when the price of grapes go down because of the boycott, bananas and apples and oranges also come down because they don't want to lose the customers. And so the grower, after the boycott starts, and the grower begins to lower, the, the grocery store lowers the price of grapes because they're getting grapes cheaper. It's a leak. It doesn't last long because then the bananas come and the grapes and the oranges and the apples, they also want their prices down because they don't want to lose the customers to cheap grapes. And it works. It's not a very scientific fact. This is at how, how things work. And so we can learn a lot from Dr. King and from Gandhi. You know, when, on the, when the bus boycott, there was no way in the world that those blacks could have ever wanted politically. They couldn't. Politically, they didn't have any power. And they came up with the idea of the boycott. And the boycott began to work. The boycott is tremendous, tremendous leverage. The boycott is an idea. It's not a line, of I it's an idea. That spreads. Pardon the expression, it spreads through the grapevine. <laughs> but it does spread. We don't know how it happens. The definitive study of a boycott has never been made. And we're waiting for somebody in the of one years like you to come and do the definitive study find exactly what happens in a boycott. We've been boycotting for 29 years, and we know from experience we can tell when boycotts are working, what stage those things, but only from intuition only from experience but not really because of facts the boycotts are Gandhi's boycotts some were tremendous but some were strokes of geniuses and liberated the whole country without war we just missed it because people were there was in the Shitty war so that's not important but we should reflect on those instances Continue down without a shooting war. Those are important things to reflect on, understand, and appreciate, and try to replicate. The other thing, broadcasters, that it saves you the consumer money. The important thing is, you see, we've been around. We travel more extensively than any presidential candidate in this country. We've been doing it for 42 years. They only do it for four, for two seasons at the most, right? We're going up and down this, up and down everywhere. And we think we have a good idea of the American consumer. We know that the American consumer wants fairness. We know that. Whatever they say, whatever they do, yet in their heart, they want to be fair we want to be fair in this country that's kind of the idea but we also want to be told what to do because you see in most cases we're never told what to do it's very difficult to come and join a struggle because there's no clear-cut immediate thing you can do in our case we learned that and we make it very simple for you just boycott anything looks like a great you don't have to go to meetings, to rallies, even spend money, even take, not miss a step from your, your, your schedule and still be helpful. Isn't that
10: great? <laughs>
9: That's how it works. And, it, and then be patient because it works. And we got these guys in the run. It's gonna work again. It's worked for us many times. We beat them twice and we will beat them again the third time because now we have three generations of great boycotters in the United States. Boycotting Grace is now American.
7: Hey, we had Cesar Chavez there explaining how boycotts work, not just what you do in a boycott, but its rippling effect as it in New goes Zealand, through. I
6: read a magazine something nasty cross my eye.
7: goes through that um, kind of filter, right um, and gets changed and how it pits the distributors and the managers it creates problems for them because they have to restructure their businesses and of course as good capitalists do they go after one another and demand things from one another as the demand moves up the ladder July 29th 1970 the UFW signed contracts historic Farm labor contracts. This is Labor and Love, and we're coming to you from Mutiny Radio on 2781 21st Street. It's a Saturday morning, as I'm sure you know. Hope you had a good week. Hope you have good work if you're working today or tomorrow. Take it easy, and if you can't take it easy, take it as easy as you can. I owe that to Jennifer Stone over at uh, KPFA. Okay, it's the Labor and Love Show. We're going to play some music. We're going to talk a little. Saw a new album out by uh, Brother John Fromer. It's one of his theme songs.
11: has no fences no walls can stop the love Say. Seniors and soccer moms a world that is humane. Gonna take us all to make a change. Take us all to win the peace. Gonna take us all in the streets. want to take us all.
7: Fromer there, John Fromer, uh, in fact that was all John Fromer said, looked in my notes uh, early this morning and I looked back at a page I would written in May and it said that uh, we're celebrating John Fromer's passing on May 11th, he died in 2013. At the age of 66, Uh, Flummer was a well-known figure around the labor and the uh, resistance and the occupy movements. His true passion was protest music. He frequently performed at labor rallies, civil, civil rights demonstrations, and even inside prisons. His wife remarked, he was a fighter for anyone who was maltreated or mistreated. Mr. Fromer founded the Freedom Song Network, a coalition of Bay Area musicians dedicated to promoting human rights. In 2011, Mr. Fromer was honored with the Joe Hill Artist Lifetime Achievement Award from the Labor Heritage Foundation. I'm probably biased, but he was one of the most powerful singers one could hear, as you just heard. He grew up in San Francisco in the 50s, went to Presidio Hill School, and uh, spent a lifetime, really, writing, singing, performing his music. And again, when you look at John Fromer when you're talking about John Fromer you're talking about a certain point of view about what an artist should or can be Um, Fromer was many times performed for free um, just because of the cause so let's honor brother John Fromer today so let's get to the when we can review for July 29th.
2: Workers Independent News We can review I'm Doug Cunningham Bernie Delegate Manuel Zapata Here at the DNC In Philadelphia Says that what's happening Is heartbreaking After the leaked DNC emails Showing that the Sanders campaign And the millions Who voted for him Were disrespected by the party Sanders delegates Are angry
3: They throw party unity around Like that's something That will trigger us To jump for joy When they mention her name Yet everything In the past year Has pulled away From party unity The DNC's leaked emails It's pretty cool clear that what we were saying for months is obviously true. They had their finger on the scale for her campaign. We're not happy about being right. This is heartbreaking for us.
2: Bernie Sanders on Monday urged his supporters to unify behind the Clinton campaign because he says lingering divisions could be disastrous, sending Donald Trump to the White House. Workers and their unions here at the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia are determined to sustain their fight for higher wages. The Fight for 15 movement started with a couple hundred fast food workers in New York City and has spread to hundreds of cities. Onitha McKnight is a grandmother and a worker activist at the Philadelphia airport. She says that she and fellow workers have struggled for five years for higher wages, a union and respect. She says they won a major victory this week.
12: We've had rallies, we've had four strikes, we even took over City Hall and with all that, all our hard work and determination, we've had some victories. This week we had a huge victory. American Airlines and 32BJ are talking to ensure that we have a fair process and the right to form our union.
2: DNC delegates are passionate about many issues they see as vital to America's future, and they want Democrats to be stronger on those issues. Tanya Watkins, a delegate from Chicago, was wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt when I asked her about what she's looking for from Hillary Clinton.
4: We see a tremendous amount of violence as well as police violence, which is an issue that I have not heard lifted up in Hillary's campaign about how she plans to address it. It was difficult for her to even acknowledge it, and I want her and her husband to know that this is going to continue to be an issue, that she will address it if she is to become president, and we are not going away. This is not only a movement, it is a demand.
2: Watkins says workers' rights and money in politics are also vital issues. You didn't hear this on corporate media or from the DNC-TV stage in Philly, but American Federation of Teachers President Randy Weingarten says the Trump campaign is feeding on fear, anger, and racism to the point that it's near fascist.
13: It is the precipice of tyranny and the precipice of fascism. The only way to combat that is both to call it out in that way, but not to demonize the people that he is trying to attract, to actually try to meet their anger where it is and focus on the underlying aspiration that they all want as well, which is to do well by their families.
2: From the DNC in Philadelphia, Doug Cunningham, Workers Independent News.
14: Daddy.
15: than the dark bottom, it rumbles more than the rumba.
7: Seems that the whole Republican National Committee was doing the reactionary, and half the Democrats with it It's
15: got that certain swing that makes you want to sing. to not left, but be polite. Move to the right, doing the reactionary. area. All the best dictators do it, millionaires keep stepping to it, the 400 love to sing it, Ford and Morgan swing it at the pie, and shake your head, you'll soon see Red doing the reactionary, don't
1: go left.
16: Close your eyes to where you're bound, and you'll
3: be found
15: doing the reactionary.
3: All
17: the best dictators do, millionaires keep stepping to the 400 love to sing it
15: for Yeah
9: It's kind of one of those uh, exaggerations. Uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets that we're going to have a draft. We're not going to have a draft, period.
3: Got up Tuesday morning. Lecture's on my mind. rolling so
12: Just a little girl. Little girl. Skinny legs press press a pressing curl. My mother always thought I'd be a star. always thought I'd be a star. Way before the record deal. The streets that nurtured Lauren Hill. Uh-huh. Made sure that I never go uh-huh. too far. Uh-huh. Every ghetto, every, every city, uh-huh. and suburban uh-huh. place uh-huh. I've been. You know. Make me recall my days yeah. in the New Jerusalem. You know, uh-huh. Story starts in Hooterville. Hooterville, grew up next to Ivy Hill, when kids were stealing quarter for fun. Going for fun. Kill a guy in car. The park, road uh, among who still is dark, watching get show off the stolen ones. Uh, 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 every ghetto, every, every ghetto, city, city, and uh, suburban, suburban place I've been, been. make me been. recall my days in the New Jerusalem. Uh, you know it's hot, you know don't it's hot. forget oh. what you got. Oh. Looking back. Like 20 cents and a nickel. Well, Springfield, I have had the best popsicles. Saturday morning cartoons and kung fu. Main Street, roots tonic with the dress. A beef patty and some cocoa bread. Move the patch from my leaves to the tongue of my shoe. Remember, Freeland Heiston used to have the bomb leather. Back when Doug Fresh and Slick Rick was together. Looking at the crew, we thought we'd all live. Street. Remember when Hawthorne and Chancellor had me moving records was on Central Ave. I was there at dancing school, uh-huh. South Horn Javits ball and pool, unaware of what we did not have. Writing my friends' names on my jeans with a marker. July 4th races outside Parker, fireworks at Martin Stadium. Uh-huh. 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 The untouchable PSP, PSG. all them crazy niggas The And has gone away through Irvington. Uh, lock it up. Uh, uh. Hillside brings beef with the cops. Self-destruction record drops. And everybody's name was muscles. like muscle hey, women producing. Wow. Sensations in 88. Uh, Attract the kids from all state. Yeah. And everybody uh, used to uh, do the uh, wah Jack the jack the jack, jack, jack your body. Jack. Not a Bismark used to amp up the party. I wish those days they didn't stop. Every ghetto, every, every city, city, and suburban, and place, suburban place, place I've been. Every every ghetto, my days every in every city. You know it's high. Don't forget. You know high. What you got, you know looking back. i no. yeah.
7: Okay, we finished the last one was uh, Lauren Hill from her album The Miseducation of Lauren Hill kind of a rap hip hop um, reminiscence of her childhood like she says looking back looking back looking back looking back before that we had Election Blues with our friends from North Carolina Fruit of Labor Singing Ensemble And the one before that was uh, Let me see The one with before that was let's see, had Election Blues Oh yeah, Doing the Reactionary It seems like the Republican Party and the Democratic Parties are doing the reactionary they're doing a dance further and further to the right um, a lot of people now who, who backed uh, the, and worked for the nomination of Bernie Sanders are very upset look at the problem not as a leftist but as a labor person who's going to do more for labor Look at the people. Uh, Donald Trump is an exploiter of labor. He wants to get the job done fast and cheap. He has numerous open accounts with contractors and people who have done work for him but have not been paid for their work. Um on numerous occasions he's hired former workers like the 200 Polish workers he hired to come in and do work for him migrant laborers from around the world to come in and work and then get out it's a worldwide uh, scandal the way workers are shifted around some of the big issues uh, in China, the, the uh, Walmart strike and the Verizon strike here that was won by Verizon workers uh, are around control of your body. Does your, does your, your owner or, or the person you work for, your employer, have the right to move you around, to send you to another city or another place? for a month or two where you have to live in a motel probably pay for that but your life is disrupted you're away from your family you're away from your base anyway so that that's a big issue now because companies are trying every way they know how to get more out of you they want to get more out of you. See what's on tap now. Uh, another anniversary today, which we'll talk about a little later on, was the, uh, the Bonus March in 1932. In fact, let's talk about it right now. In 1932, I'm reading now from Lawyers, Guns, and Money. Basically, veterans of World War I had been granted a pension check to be paid to them in 1945. Uh, President Coolidge, of course, vetoed it. And um, on May, July 28, 1932, soldiers came to Washington a- to ask for early payment of this pension that was promised. Coolidge vetoed it, but Con- Congress passed it over his veto. These were veterans now. They faced unthinkable poverty, the depths of the Depression. They could not feed their families. What difference did it make if it was 1932 or 1945, the veterans thought? So they began to demand the immediate payment of their bonus. The bonus was not a huge amount of money. It paid veterans a dollar a day for service while in the U.S. and a dollar 25 in Europe up to a maximum of, of 500 or $625. So $625, which was the, the largest amount they could receive, val- is valued today about 8000 wasn't going to make people rich, but it might save them from the edge, the nasty, violent edge of poverty. Congress did indeed allow veterans to borrow against the value of their certificates, up to 31%. In January 1930, 170,000 desperate veterans applied for the loans in nine days. On June 15th, the House passed the bonus bill that would grant the bonuses immediately. But the Senate vetoed it. Anyway, veterans began descending on Washington, D.C., demanding immediate payment of the bonus. Uh, The VFW had been really struggling in the early 1920s, but after 1929... Its membership exploded because it supported the immediately payment of immediate payment of the bonus. While the American Legion, a proto-fascist anti-worker organization, opposed it. <clears throat> so they they got there and they formed what they called Hoovervilles. Uh, cardboard and tent cities in a park in Washington, Anacostia. The veterans created a sanitary camp despite being in Washington during the summer. The camp did not welcome non-veterans or other radicals who might want to turn the event to their purposes. To stay in the camp, people had to prove their veteran status and eligibility. They could, however, bring their families. Twenty thousand veterans traveled to Washington, while two hundred and eighty-one thousand veterans were demanding their money, and there were twenty thousand people outside who were refused to even meet with a veteran. Although, he spoke at American Legion conventions on at least two occasions. And while the House passed the bill, the Senate overwhelmingly rejected it, 82 to 18. Most of the bonus marchers left then. Hoover was very nervous about cleaning up, he called, the remaining bonus military. This led Hoover to order Douglas MacArthur. Okay, now here's a whole generation. These are the leaders who led the United States Armed Services in World War II. This is that generation. Patton, Eisenhower, Bradley, MacArthur, the most imperious of all. Hoover was clear... This was not to be violent but MacArthur disobeyed his orders and burned the whole camp claimed that he never got the order but there's evidence that it was handed to him and he just disregarded it. After he demolished the camp he told the press that the Bo- bonus army was full of communists. Now these were the people who built his reputation in World War One. There was already this reputation of a Dashing cavalry officer, you know, from the gen- early 1900s. A throwback to the old army, but young and resourceful, right? MacArthur disobeyed the orders and burned the camp. He told the press the army was full of communists, the bonus army. That Douglas MacArthur, what an American hero! MacArthur's actions absolutely devastated Hoover's reelection chances, if he still had any, in 1932, in July. Franklin Delano Roosevelt would obliterate Hoover in November, creating a rare complete alignment, realignment of American politics. So, the United States government. One of its military heroes clears out a camp of bonus marchers, and bonus marchers we mean people who served in the army and who got Douglas MacArthur and Pershing and all the American generals, their reputations. Some music here's Van Morrison.
4: Oh, the smell of the bakery from across the street got in my nose. The Rhode Island, Rose. I went home and listened to Jimmy Rogers in my lunch break. Bought five woodbine at the shop on the corner and went straight back to work. The V We went for lemonade And Paris buns at the shop And broke for tea That's gotcha. it I collected From the lady And I cleaned the fine light Inside out I was blowing saxophone On the weekend in a down Number 36. Come first what comes in 26, <laughs> I will be right tomorrow. I just got a tanner, a 3D bit in a windowsill
18: Early on a Monday morning When I got down to the factory It was lonely It was forlorn I couldn't find Joe, Jack, John Or Jim, nobody Could I see Nothing but buttons and bells And lights all over the factory Well I walked, walked, walked Into the foreman's office To find out what I looked him in the eye and I said, what goes? This is the answer I got. His eyes turned red then green and blue and it suddenly dawned on me. There was a robot sitting in the seat where the foreman used to be. I walked all around, all around, up and down across that factory. I watched all the buttons and the bells and the lights. It was a mystery to me. I hollered Hank, Frank, Ike, Mike, Joe, Jack, Don, Dan, Roy, Ray, Ed, Fred, Pete. And a great big mechanical voice boomed out, all your buddies are obsolete. All your buddies are obsolete.
16: All your buddies
18: are obsolete. Well, I was scared, scared, scared I was worried I was sick As I left that factory Decided that I had to see the president Of the whole darn company When I got up to his office He was rushing out the door With a scowl upon his face For there was a great big mechanical executive was sitting in the president's I went home my ever-loving wife I told her about the factory She kissed me, she hugged me She cried a little bit As she sat on my knee. Now I don't understand all the buttons and the bells But there's one thing I will say I thank the Lord that love's still made in the good old fashion
19: mission.
7: Joan Baez, of course, with Earl Robinson's uh, beautiful song about Joe Hill, a labor martyr who was, you know, kind of an important case, kind of one of those cases that define uh, power relationships. Joe Hill was a famous labor poet and songwriter Organizer traveled all around the country, originally from Sweden, um, was framed and murdered, is the only way to say it. Uh, Joe Hill was killed on November 18th. November nineteenth, 1915. And his last will said, My will is easy to decide, for there is nothing to divide. My kin don't need to fuss and moan. Mouse does not cling to a rolling stone. My body, oh, if I could choose, I would to ashes it reduce. And let the merry breezes blow my dust to where some flowers grow. Perhaps some fading flower then would come to life and bloom again. This is my last and final will. Good luck to all of you. Joe Hill. For that, we had uh, Joe Glazer's nice song about automation. And how companies are heading toward personless labor. That's what they want, personless labor. Uh, it doesn't want time off, it doesn't get organized, doesn't, doesn't try to organize, doesn't get hurt. works all the time. Um, of course, that displaces people. takes jobs away. You go to a big uh, construction materials store like uh, Home Depot or Lowe's, and they have an aisle set up for automatic checkout, I guess they call it. You just scan your thing you're buying and scan your card. Your receipt comes out and you're out of there. Well, of course, that takes jobs away from people. And until we construct a society where a job isn't the difference between your, your uh, survival and your death or your destruction, then we have to take care of those jobs. And uh, the one before that, let's see. We had uh, Joe Hill by Joan Baez. And then before that, we had uh, Van Morrison. I'm a working man in my prime cleaning windows. Okay. We do the work indeed. Today is also an anniversary of uh, the disappearance of James R. Hoffa back in 1975, I believe. And that brings up a a very controversial figure in the labor movement. James R. Hoffa, of course, was the leader of the Teamsters Union, the union of truck drivers and... um, a lot of other allied traits as well. He came up through the ranks, and there's no doubt that he was a strong and effective organizer. Um, at the age of 16, he organized a work stoppage and a grocery store to protest the speed up. His father died of lung disease when he was 8 years old so he went to work and he writes about or talks about how he went to middle school he had he was sent to middle school and he sat there and he just couldn't imagine staying there so he walked out and got a job he was a very effective organizer for the brotherhood of teamsters and at this time there was a split around a teamster general strike in Minneapolis, Minnesota most of the work most of the heavy organizing was done by members of the Communist Party and the Socialist Workers Party and under Dan Tobin the, uh, the leader of the teamsters union at that time there developed a reaction to that a right-wing part of the Teamsters, and they fought it out with both with people within their union and within the CIO, which was organizing as well at the time. Hoffa sided with the AFL and kept running up against the same problem. They would mount a demonstration. The company against which they were picketing would hire goons the goons would come and beat up all the picketers and smash the movement and it was along the way at this point that Hoffa kind of made his deal with the devil and contracted to mafiosos to provide muscle to provide their own goon now they didn't they didn't care which side one necessarily they wanted it was a job anyway Hoffa became intimately related with mobsters people who were called mobsters Italian businessmen who made their money from illegal means who had developed their industry during Prohibition. One of the best things that ever happened for organized crime was Prohibition. James R. Hoffa became international president of the the Teamsters in the 1950s and organized, negotiated the first nationwide trucking contract. This was just the time when the United States under Dwight Eisenhower was investing massive resources into building a highway system. Right along with this went the develop of interstate trucking and interstate commerce. So this was a propitious moment, and Hoffa was the person to get it. Uh... He developed deep animosity with Robert Kennedy who kept trying to prosecute him. He was eventually convicted of jury tampering and sentenced to jail. Served some time. uh, Was pardoned. Was paroled by President Richard Nixon as part of a deal that the Teamsters' Union would come out for Nixon in 1972, which they did. Hoffa was then released but claimed that he had been tricked into signing a paper that said he wouldn't run for Teamster president. Uh, He was a big threat to the existing Teamster bureaucracy under Fred Fitzsimmons. And uh, he was killed. Disappeared on this day, 1971, 72, something like that. Maybe later. So Hoffa, however, there are other things about Hoffa. For example, he was an admirer of Martin Luther King. He sent money to Fidel Castro to help the uh, Cuban revolutionary come to power in the late 1950s. And uh, he was a very effective labor leader, so go figure. How much of the anti-Hoffa feeling is for him as a person and his misdeeds? And there were several. And how much of it is that inherent feeling to put down Working people's movements. Go figure. Let's get in now to some U.S. history.
20: Had to fight for the rights promised in the Declaration of Independence, Americans have always had to struggle for economic justice. Tenants against landlords, workers against employers, the have nots against the haves. When you suggest, oh, there are rich and poor, there are different classes, there's always a political somebody who will get worried. Uh, and say, hey, you, you're appealing to class conflict. We've always had class conflict. We don't have to create class conflict. We don't have to provoke class conflict. There has always been class conflict in this country from the very beginning. And we learned in school that our country represents the greatest leap of wealth in modern history. But we don't learn that most of the people did not benefit from this economic progress. The poor people, working people, were very often left behind, while the riches accumulated at the top. But people protested these conditions. In 1932, in the midst of the Great Depression, veterans of the First World War, who had been promised a bonus for their service, came by the thousands to Washington, D.C., from all over the country, to demand that Congress pay the promised bonus. Their encampment across from the capital was attacked and dispersed by the United States Army. Yip Harburg's song Brother can you spare a dime expressed their desperation
21: Once I built a tower to the sound Brick and Riven in line Once I built a tower done brother can you spare down? once
7: pardon me we'll hear that, that part over again
20: just as women and black people had to fight for the rights promised in the Declaration of Independence, Americans have always had to struggle for economic justice. Tenants against landlords, workers against employers, the have-nots against the haves. When you suggest, oh, there are rich and poor, there are different classes, there's always a political somebody who will get worried uh, and say, hey, you, you're appealing to class conflict. We've always had class conflict. We don't have to create class conflict. We don't have to provoke class conflict. There has always been class conflict in this country from the very beginning. And we learn in school that our country represents the greatest leap of wealth in modern history. But we don't learn that most of the people did not benefit from this economic progress. The poor people, working people, were very often left behind while the riches accumulated at the top. But people protested these conditions. In 1932, in the midst of the Great Depression, veterans of the First World War, who had been promised a bonus for their service, came by the thousands to Washington, D.C., from all over the country to demand that Congress pay the promised bonus. Their encampment across from the capital was attacked and dispersed by the United States Army. Yip Harburg's song, Brother, Can You Spare a Dime, expressed their desperation.
21: Once I built a tower to the sun Brick and rivet in line Once I built a tower dumb brother can you spare a dime once in khaki suits gee we look swell full of that Yankee doodle dumb half a million boots went slide. out all the time Say, don't you remember I'm your pal? Brother, can you spare a dime? In 1929,
20: 10 years after the end of World War I came the most severe economic collapse in the history of the nation. People stood on bread lines, struggling to survive. One third of the labor force was out of work. Black people were especially hard hit and they found that their needs were ignored by the government. Langston Hughes, an African-American poet of the Harlem Renaissance, voiced their frustration.
10: The pot was empty, the cupboard was bare. I said, Papa, what's the matter here? Waiting on Roosevelt, son. Roosevelt, Roosevelt. Waiting on Roosevelt, son. The rent was due and the lights were out. I said, tell me, mama, what's it all about? We're waiting on Roosevelt, son. Roosevelt, Roosevelt, just waiting on Roosevelt sister got sick and doctor wouldn't come because we wouldn't pay him the proper sum awaiting on roosevelt 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 that's some waiting on roosevelt then one day they put us out the house ma and pa was meek as a mouse still waiting on roosevelt 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 but when they felt those cold wind blows and didn't have no place to go Paul said, I'm tired of waiting on Roosevelt, 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 damn tired of waiting on Roosevelt. I can't get a job and I can't get no grub, my backbone and navel doing the belly rub, or waiting on Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Roosevelt. And a lot of other folks was hungry and cold Don't stopped believing what they'd been told by Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Roosevelt. Cause the pot's still empty and the cupboard's still bare. And you can't build a bungalow out of the air. Mr. Roosevelt, listen. What's the matter here?
20: Farmers, driven off their lands by the dust bowls of the 1930s, traveled throughout the country looking for a way to survive. The songwriter Woody Guthrie described their plight.
22: Lots of folks back east, they say, hey, hello. In the hot old dusty way to the California line Across that desert sand they go They're getting out of that old dance bowl They think they're going to a sugar bowl But here is what they find Oh the police at the Port of Entry say Your number 14,000 for today hey. well if you ain't got the dough if you ain't got the door for better go on back to beautiful Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Georgia, Tennessee, California is a garden of Eden, a paradise to live in won't see. But believe it or not, you won't find it so, so hard. If you ain't got the door in me If you want a house or farm That won't do nobody harm Take your vacation By the mountains of the sea Don't swap that old car for a car Better stay right where you are You had better take this tip from me I read it in the warm Every day And the headlines on the Papers always say If you ain't got the Dory Me boy If you ain't got The Dory me better go on back to beautiful Texas Oklahoma, Kansas Georgia, Tennessee California is a garden of evil, a paradise to live in or see, but believe it or not, you won't find it so hard if you ain't got the two
7: of of the country we had Bob Dylan there singing Woody Guthrie's Do Re Mi before that Brother Can You Spare a Dime songs that reflected the the desperation of people this is at the same time when American troops were firing on American veterans in Washington D.C. This is a time when unions flourished, and as we say, there's no need to worry about the labor movement, because the conditions that produce protest are there. They're always there in capitalism. There's always a group of people that are being shortchanged, and a much wider group of people that are being changed and ripped off and either don't realize it or figure that's just the cost of uh, getting ahead in this world okay I want to read uh, listen up here This is called uh, "War Is Kind." Background by Fruit of Labor. Do not weep, maiden, for war is kind. Because your lover threw wild hands toward the sky, and the affrighted steed ran on alone. Do not weep. Poor is kind. Horse, booming drums of the regiment. Little souls who thirst for fight. These men were born to drill and die. The unexplained glory flies above them. Great is the battle, God. Great in his kingdom is a field where a thousand corpses lie. Do not weep, babe. For war is kind. Because your father tumbled in the yellow trenches, raged at his breast, gulped and died. Do not weep. War is kind. Swift, blazing flag of the regiment, eagle with crest of red and gold. These men were born to drill and die. Point for them the virtue of the slaughter. Make plain to them the excellence of killing In a field where a thousand corpses lie Mother whose heart hung humble as a button On the bright splendid shroud of your son Do not weep War is kind Okay, that was uh, War is Kind by Stephen Crane. And the background was uh, a piece called Percussion Under Construction by uh, our friends at Fruit of Labor. We have a figure now, a, a man, Donald Trump, who... One way or another, has gotten himself into the Republican National. He's he's the candidate for president of the Republican Party. And there are all kinds of rumors swirling about him, and all kinds of talk for and against. A very dangerous discussion, very dangerous uh, development, because Donald Trump's whole platform is just Donald Trump. Instead of a thoroughgoing policy analysis, he gives an off-the-cuff remark, a wise-ass remark that sounds interesting for one second. And then when you think of it, it's hard to believe that a person has gotten to that level and still has opinions the kinds of opinions that he talks about the kinds of opinions that a lot of people might have but would never voice you've got trump saying things about women you got trump talking about muslims and mexicans with these sweeping hate-filled blanket statements he represents a kind of male prototype and uh, here's Sylvia Plath talking about daddy kind of think of Trump when she says this
14: you do not do you do not do any more black shoe in which I have lived like a foot for 30 years poor and white barely daring to breathe or her chew daddy I have had to kill you you died before I had time marble heavy a bag full of God, ghastly statue with one gray toe big as a Frisco seal, and a head in the freakish Atlantic where it pours bean green over blue in the waters off beautiful Nosset. I used to pray to recover you, ach, do, in the German tongue in the Polish town scraped flat by the roller of wars, 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 but the name of the town is common. My Polack friend says there are a dozen or two. So I never could tell where you put your foot, your root. I never could talk to you. The tongue stuck in my jaw. It stuck in a barbed wire snare. Eek, eek, I could hardly speak. I thought every German was you and the language obscene, an engine, an engine, chuffing me off like a Jew, a Jew to Dachau, Auschwitz, Belsen. I began to talk like a Jew. I think I may well be a Jew. The snows of the Tyrol, the clear beer of Vienna, are not very pure or true. With my gypsy ancestress and my weird luck and my tarok pack and my tarok pack, I may be a bit of a Jew. I have always been scared of you, with your Luftwaffe, your gobbledygoo, and your neat mustache and your Aryan eye a bright blue. Panzerman, Panzerman, oh you, not God but a swastika, so black no sky could squeak through. Every woman adores a fascist, the boot in the face, the brute brute heart of a brute like you. You stand at the blackboard, Daddy, in the picture I have of you, a cleft in your chin instead of your foot. But no less a devil for that, no not any less the black man who bit my pretty red heart in two. I was 10 when they buried you. At 20, I tried to die and get back, back, back to you. I thought even the bones would do, but they pulled me out of the sack and they stuck me together with glue. And then I knew what to do. I made a model of you, a man in black with a Mein Kampf look and a love of the rack and the screw, and I said, I do, I do. So, Daddy, I'm finally through. The black telephone's off at the root, the voices just can't worm through. If I've killed one man, I've killed two. The vampire who said he was you, and drank my blood for a year. Seven years, if you want to know. Daddy, you can lie back now. There's a stake in your fat, black heart, and the villagers never liked you. They're dancing and stamping on you. They always knew it was you. Daddy, daddy, you bastard, I'm through.
7: Pardon me, Sylvia Plath reading her poem, Daddy. And one of the excellent things about poetry and about poets is that they are able to shape and put ideas together to show basic relationships. Now, in this case, what is she talking about? Her own father? Is she talking about some German Gestapo people? No. She's talking about the male principle. Brutality. Death. Exploitation. uh, Fear. These are the principles that a guy like uh, Donald Trump represents. Whether Trump himself believes all he's saying. It doesn't really matter. People have picked it up. Uh, It seems like he's a very cynical guy who kind of figured out this all out and all of a sudden now doesn't know what to do. (laughs) But we'll see. So we're talking about the male principle and the best name for it is fascism. The beating, the beatings in the night, the murders, the psychological exploitation and terrorism Uh, represented beautifully by poet, Sylvia Plath Daddy, you bastard I'm through Okay, this is the B and we're broadcasting at you from 2781 21st Street The name of the show is Labor and Love Hang in there for a few minutes after the breaker. It'll be time for Scott Walker and flat black plastic. And uh, have a good week. Good week and good work. Uh, Remember, if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. Remember that if you don't have a seat at the negotiating table you're probably on the menu and never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor every day is labor day and when i say labor i mean you this show is dedicated to the 150 uh, american workers who will die today either on the job or from job-related causes. If we look throughout the whole world, 2,500 workers will die today of job-related causes. OK. This is Gary Miraji See you next week.
17: Hey,
23: you.
6: Who, me?
23: Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor.
5: Oh, is, is the radio talking to me?
23: No, I'm on an internet podcast.
5: Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast?
23: Don't be silly to one way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy yes. Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th and you don't have to buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts you won't want to miss a thing
5: what if I can't be at every show oh,
23: don't worry work all shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart
5: Oh, podcast, God, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at mutinyradio.fm before the internet falls apart.
23: You, too, won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016, by James. Yeah.
13: Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the Great People at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music, promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com
5: You ever wanna be funny?
23: Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I
5: mean, you ever wanna be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead passers?
23: Well, oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought to
5: You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two people's paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it.
23: Daryl, are you serious?
5: That's what I'm saying. It's the Junk Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499.
13: The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources.